You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and implement practical business strategies. In this episode number 12, we're talking about how to give a call to action that's effective. We're wrapping up our formula for influence with this part three, and this is necessary. We already talked in the last two episodes. If you haven't watched them, listened to them already, go back, listen to them because it's setting up this episode. We talked about how to get people to like you in order for them to just listen to you and receive your call to action in the first place. And then we talked about how to help them understand the topic in both mind and heart and to see how it's causing them pain so that way they're set up to receive your call to action. Now we're talking about the pivot point, the actual call to action. Now, you'll be asking, well, what is a call to action exactly? And now remember, this can take place whether it's a public speech, an interview, or you're just trying to move someone in a direction, a sales pitch, marketing, this applies everywhere. This is the distilled, stripped down formula for influence, influencing anybody anywhere at any time to do anything. Of course, I can't guarantee 100% effectiveness, especially with what you want the person to do. But if you follow these steps, you have a reasonable call to action, then your chances of influencing someone to that action are far greater than just asking someone to do it. So what is a call to action? A call to action is you asking someone to do something for you. And that's the thing is that, in essence, no matter how much you disguise it, it is about you. You're asking someone to do something for you. Now, we're not saying that it's only about you. Ideally, a call to action should be a mix of benefiting you and benefiting the audience or the person you're talking to. Usually, it goes one way or another. Of course, some call to actions benefit the person more than it benefits you. Some call to actions benefit you more than the other person. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to keep in mind that if you're asking someone to do something for you, it's 80% for you, 20% for them, that's asking a lot. And you're going to really need to set it up. They're going to need to really like you. They're going to need to really understand why they have to do this to help with a pain that they're having, even if the pain is really small. You need a strong call to action. And then, of course, do the next steps that I'm going to talk about really well. It's important to keep in mind because you can't just go in expecting people to just do what you tell them to do. It doesn't work that way. People are inherently selfish. And if you realize that and you accept that, that opens the door for you to work around that selfishness to have a really great effect. So that's what a call to action is. But here's the next step. So when you give a call to action, you need to remind them of the previous things, the previous why they need to take it. Human beings have a terrible memory. It's really, really awful. And so you need to constantly be reminding people why they need to do something especially with the call to action. The more someone hears something, the more likely it is to be ingrained in their mind. Think about that song that you can never get out of your head. That's an example of repetition, and that's an example of how human beings absorb repetition 
and to a weird extreme to where you can remember something decades later that you just heard over and over again as a child. Think about the theme songs you heard for the kids TV shows. I mean, I'm thinking right now, like Dragon Tales pop in my head, Veggie Tales, um, a lot of things with tails in them. But you need to remind them. And so that means going back and showing them how uh, they like you, reminding them that they like you by cracking a joke, by revealing part of yourself, by showing how likable you are. This is actually a great place for a joke because it sets someone up when they're laughing, they feel happy, and they might feel happier about taking the action. And also reminding them about the pain, reminding them that this is for them because this this is right this should be about them as well as you and how you want to balance that is all up to you but you have to remind people that this is about them and then if you want to go over how it's helping you as well you can if you want to reveal that transparency but honestly i would really focus on how it's about them and minimize how it's about you um, no matter how extreme the division is, it just works better that way. And you're not being dishonest. You're not lying to them, right? Don't don't pretend that's all about them when it's really about you. That's that's just deceitful. Don't do that. Don't lie to an audience. That will only help you in the short term if it helps you in the short term. But here's the biggest thing. Here's really the biggest thing um, is you need to paint a picture. And I use those words very um, carefully. I chose those words very carefully. You need to paint the picture of how the pain will be solved. Now, here's a great quote that I can never remember where it's from. I, I can't find who said this. So if one of you know who said this, send me an email, uh, luke at lukedmaxwell.com. I'd love to hear who's, who said this, who found this. But it's, people don't buy products, they buy results. And so when let's say, let's say like um, for me, if I am speaking, teaching people about confidence and communication, and I'd say I have a book, which I'm actually working on right now, I want them to buy it. Why? Because it'll benefit me, because I'll get money from the book, but it'll benefit them because they'll be able to increase their amount of confidence. So it's, it's a relatively 50-50. They're getting something good, I'm getting something good, right? There's no deceit. There's no dishonesty. We're both getting something out of this. And it's obvious. They know that I'm getting paid um, for the book. They also know that they're getting something out of it. But if I told them, if contrast these two scenarios, these two parts of the speech, imagine I said, and I have a book that will help you a lot. I go over confidence. I go over this point and this point and this point. And that's really going to help you get better at confidence. Contrast that with, imagine walking into a room and everybody looks your way. Imagine telling a story and everybody is listening. Imagine walking into a job interview, completely confident that you'll get the job. You walk through those doors, you blow the person away, you get that job. You're selling the result, not the product. See the difference there. And so whenever you sell, whenever you sell anything, whether it's yourself, whether it's trying to help someone help you um, move or clean up for you, it would, however you're trying to influence somebody to an action, you have to sell the result, not the product. That's the golden rule.
I mean, it doesn't mean you can't talk about the product, like talk about the product, but really what people are buying, like even if it's the smallest thing, like why do people buy food? Well, because they're hungry and they wanna be full. Like that's what it is. No matter how fancy, no matter how cheap, at the end of the day, it's because they're hungry and they wanna be full. They're buying the result. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the product is. It doesn't matter how cheap or expensive, as long as it helps them not be hungry anymore. And here's an exercise for you if you're having trouble painting this picture, is next time you look at an ad, let, next time you hear a speaker, next time someone or something convinces you to do something or makes you want something, like you see an ad on YouTube and you just feel like, oh, I want that so bad. Why? Ask yourself that question. Why? Why do you want that so bad? And then you can delve into that and probably find the answer in that in relation to how are they selling me the result? What result am I looking for? Think about it in your own life. And really, honestly, the best inspiration you can have is through looking at yourself and saying, well, what do I want and why? Why do I want a nice car? It's not because of the stats of the car. It's not because the engine is a certain thing. What's really behind it? Well, I'll be seen as cool. I'll feel cool. I'll feel rich. That's the result, not the product. So think about this next time you are trying to influence someone to action. This wraps up our three-part episode. It was There was so much to talk about. I didn't want to just make one huge episode because it would be, just be too long. I want to keep these relatively short for you so you have an option of short podcasts to listen to. So if you haven't listened to episode 10 and 11, um, do that. You really should have done that before you got to this point. Um, but if you got to this point and you haven't, go back and listen to those because that's going to make a lot of things clearer and help you a lot with influencing people. But if you can remember one thing, is that people don't buy products. They buy results. This has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. I'm going to be back tomorrow with a cool news segment that I'm really excited to start. So check back then in episode 13 coming out tomorrow. And remember to always look on the positive side of things. 